Thanks, Ira, for reading that out. Uh, if we haven't met before, my name is Andrew. Uh, I'm one of the student ministers uh, here at St. Peter's, and it's a joy to be able to um, preach this morning. Um, this is a fantastic passage, um, and so how about I pray before we kick off? Let's pray. Father, um, you are the God of all comfort, and we praise you for the life that is found in Jesus. Please guide us by your spirit this morning as we seek to understand your words to us so that we may glorify your son Jesus with our whole being. And it's in his, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, wasn't it great last weekend to celebrate Mother's Day together? I was just hearing from Ian uh, their celebrations last Sunday um, and it was great to gather together uh, as families I was able to go to my parents' house um, and go over there for lunch, uh, and I needed to pick up a pair of pants while I was over there, so I went back to my old room, went to my cupboard, and I just couldn't find them. So then my mum came into the room, and she asked me what I was searching for, and I told her I lost my pair of pants, and she goes to the same cupboard, but just looks on a slightly different shelf, and she pulls the pants from the cupboard. And it reminded me of the saying in our family, something isn't truly lost until your mum can't find it. Isn't that true? <laughs> and so when I was moving out for the first time, I found myself wondering, what would I do without my mum? Who would find all the items in my house that I've lost? What would I do without her? Maybe that person for you, that, when, that thing that you asked, what would I do without them, Maybe it's somebody younger who knows how to use technology well, and they show you how to do something fancy on their computer or laptop, and you sit there going, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, but you dread when they leave because you know that you'll have no idea what to do when they go, and you, you sit there thinking, what would I do without that person? Or maybe it's somebody strong to open the jars in your house, and when they're not there, well, what are you going to do without them? Well, this morning in our passage, we see the disciples encountering the same problem. What are the disciples going to do without Jesus? And that question stretches to us today as well. What do we do without Jesus physically present with us? And so these verses this morning offer incredible comfort to us today and encourage us as we follow in Jesus' footsteps. If this is your first time with us, or maybe your first time back in a while, uh, we've been looking at the words that Jesus speaks to his close followers the night before he is murdered. Because he is going to be taken away from them. And so he's telling them a lot of things, but in his infinite wisdom, he's only telling them the things that they need to hear. Look with me, if you've got your Bibles open, uh, to chapter 16, verse 12. Jesus says to his disciples, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. We see that Jesus knows exactly what he's saying to his disciples, and he knows exactly when to say it. So, what will happen with the disciples if there's more for Jesus to say 
but Jesus isn't going to be physically with them. Well, right before our passage here, Jesus told his disciples, it's good for me to go, because when I go, the Spirit will come. And so in our passage this morning, we see what the Spirit does in the disciples' lives and in our lives as disciples today. And so we see the two things that the Spirit does, and they both start with G, and so that's nice and easy. We see that the Spirit will guide, that's number one. Number two, the Spirit will glorify. And so the rest of the morning, we're just going to focus on these two things and see what the passage says. And so let's start with number one. Number one, the Spirit will guide. Look with me from verse 12 in your Bibles. Jesus says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So Jesus has more to say to them. So when he goes, he's going to send the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, to come and guide them. I'm not sure what comes into your head when you think of guide. For me, it's a travel guide. And so imagine if I was to go to Taz or somewhere foreign somewhere far away, somewhere that's um, really strange and not knowing my way around. I don't know the public transport system. Everyone speaks a bit funny. And in non-COVID times, this place would probably be somewhere like France or Russia. But today, let's go to Tasmania. And so I arrive and I get to the airport and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I look out and my best friend is out there waiting for me. And they say to me, don't worry about anything, I've got you. I'm going to show you all the sights of Tasmania. All two of them. (laughs) Now, I promise that that's my last Tasmania joke. It's actually really beautiful and one of the places that I really want to go to. There's a picture of Tasmania up on the screen uh, that should come up. It's absolutely gorgeous. And so they take me, my friend, around everywhere. They show me all the best places to eat. They show me all the best lookouts. It's awesome. That would be incredibly comforting, wouldn't it? My friend is there to guide me, to show me the way. That's what the Spirit's role is, isn't it? The Spirit will guide. And so what does this look like for Jesus' disciples? We first have to recognize that those in the room with Jesus are in a very different position than us today sitting here. So what does it look like for those in the room? Well, the Spirit guiding them in all the truth and the Spirit telling them what's yet to come, well, isn't isn't that the New Testament? Isn't that what we have today? The Spirit will guide them as they remember what happened and what was said to them. Earlier in the evening, in chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says these words, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Spirit will guide the disciples as they remember 
as they write down the words of God to his people. And so we actually see that the, that the Bible is not just the disciples' best guess of what they can remember. The Bible is God's words by his spirit. So what about for us today? What will it look like for us as disciples? For us, it'll look different to what it looked like for the apostles, for the disciples then, because they were given authority as eyewitnesses to testify about Jesus, to write those words down. And so this verse does not give us permission to start our own following based on some private new revelation of the Spirit. No, the Spirit guides us in the truth already found in the Bible. This guidance allows the truth of Jesus to be more perfectly understood. And it nourishes us as the church in that deeper understanding. But it's not just knowing and understanding the words found in the Bible. The Spirit will guide us as we live this truth out. And as we seek to love those around us. So we are to be people who, are, who read and know our Bibles because it's from the Bible, from this book, that the Spirit, Spirit guides us in the truth. So what does this practically look like? Well, I find this concept a bit hard to fathom and I wonder if you're a bit the same. Because I, I love it. I love to use my brain and my logic as I come to read the Bible. And don't get me wrong, we need to use our brain and our logic as we come to read the words in the Bible. But I have to recognize that there's something far more powerful going on as I read my Bible than just my small human brain. I have the Spirit of God in me, helping me, guiding me as I read the truth found in it. I wonder if that's a challenge for you as well. Do you come to the Bible in humble recognition that it's the Spirit that will guide us as we read? Or do you trust in yourself to figure it out? Do you delight in what we're reading? Or do you fail to cherish the truth that God has given us? I mean, could you imagine... If I got to Tasmania, my friend comes up to me and they say, I'm going to show you around, I'm going to show you everything. And I go, oh, no thanks, I'm good. So I walk down the road and I have a great meal at Macca's. And then I go even further down the road and I watch a movie at Hoyt's. And then I get lost in the evening trying to find my way back to the hotel. I mean, I... I've wasted my time in Tasmania, haven't I? Like I've just missed out on a whole bunch of good things. Isn't that such a waste? Friends, there, there is great comfort and truth in the Bible. And in all of it, the Spirit will guide us as we seek to understand what's going on. And what's the point? of being guided in the truth? Why 
why is this important? Well, it's our second point today. Point number two, the, the Spirit is to guide us so that Jesus is glorified. Number two, the Spirit will glorify Jesus. Look down at verse 14 of our passage. It says, He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. The Spirit's role is to to glorify Jesus. It's to bring praise and honour and glory to Jesus. So as the disciples are guided in the truth of the Bible, Jesus will be glorified. I discovered this week that Toshiba, the technology company, has a multi-year agreement with the Louvre in Paris to do all of its lighting. Isn't that a bit, isn't that a bit funny? Uh, there, there was a lot of thought, particularly into the lighting around the most famous artwork, I wonder if you can think of it, the Mona Lisa. There was incredible thought put into it and there are a total of 32 LED lights to illuminate the artwork. So imagine if you went to the Louvre, you went to the room that the Mona Lisa was in, you walked up to it, pushed your way through all the crowds, got to the front, there's a picture on the screen that shows the barrier, you hop over the barrier, everyone's like, what is he doing, what is, what's happening? You walk up, you look at the Mona Lisa, Color fidelity is just incredible. This is amazing. Have you seen? Have you seen the lights? I think everyone would think you're crazy, wouldn't they? No one goes to Paris or the Louvre to see the lights around the Mona Lisa. The lights are there to illuminate, to glorify the Mona Lisa. The Spirit guides us in the truth so that. Jesus is glorified. The reason that we are guided by the Spirit in the truth is not for our own glory. It's not so that we look really knowledgeable, like we have a lot of understanding and we're really good and loving. No, we're not the Mona Lisa. We are guided by the Spirit so that Jesus is glorified. If you pick up in the passage, the whole Trinity is in agreement. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all agree. Look down at verse 14 and 15. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first read these words, I was quite confused. Because there's a lot of minds and we's and he's and ours. There's just a lot of pronouns going on here. And I think that's, that's kind of the point, that, there, that there's such a tight connection between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're, but they're different. God the Son, Jesus, has everything that God the Father has. 
they have the same mission, they're on about the same thing, and that is to glorify Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will take this truth and will declare it to the disciples. You see, there's no disagreement in the Trinity about what's going on. They're all on about the same thing. That is Jesus being lifted up, being glorified. That's the goal. When you think about it, isn't isn't that the point of the whole Bible? We see that, that God made the world, but that we as humans rejected him, made ourselves king rest of the Old Testament is pointing towards this, this Messiah, this King who will come and restore us. And so Jesus comes to earth, lives a perfect life and is betrayed by his, one of his closest friends. He's put on trial, falsely accused. He's crucified on a cross, dying the death you and I deserve. But it doesn't stop there. Jesus is raised to life. He is exalted at the right hand of the Father, reigning in heaven as we speak, giving life to all who trust in him. Friends, it is, it is right to glorify Jesus. Jesus is glorious. This is an amazing truth. And that is why we are given the Spirit to guide us in this truth to guide us in the content of the Bible and our understanding of it so that Jesus is glorified as he rightfully should be. And if you're sitting here this morning in agreement with me, be encouraged because that is the Spirit at work in you. The Spirit who is guiding you in the truth so that you see Jesus as King. And maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're feeling really good. You're fully letting the Spirit guide you. You're really enjoying your quiet times at the moment, serving God. That's really encouraging. And I just want to encourage you, keep going. Keep being guided by the Spirit. That's really good. But maybe... There's a few of us in the room where that's probably not the case. But you might be struggling at the moment. Maybe your quiet times are feeling quite dry. Maybe you're really wanting the Spirit to guide you, but it just doesn't feel like He is. Well, I just want to remind you that, that you're not alone. Jesus has given the Holy Spirit to be with you to guide you and please do not be guided by your feelings in that even if it's if it's reading one verse concentrating on that one verse praying that one verse letting the spirit guide you in that then the spirit will guide you and glorify Jesus we have that promise he will guide you and can I tell you as you struggle in that, as you're not feeling like it, but you continue to trust and be guided by the Spirit, that is really encouraging to those around you. It's actually really encouraging to see people struggle in that because that testifies to the goodness of Jesus, doesn't it? 
the worth of Jesus, that we hang on to him even through life's ups and downs. That maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're not a Christian. Well, hopefully you've gotten a sense of just how good Jesus is this morning. He is totally and completely worth it. That he has not left his disciples alone. He has not left us alone just wander about in the dark. Jesus has given his Holy Spirit who will guide us and will glorify Jesus. That's such a comfort. How about I pray for the church? Glorious Father, you are the God of all truth and you give every good gift. Father, we thank you for the gift of the Spirit. Help us to be guided by the Spirit as we read your words of truth in the Bible. And may Jesus be glorified as we see him as the way, the truth, and the life. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name.